Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Welcome to the latest Arcade Attack podcast. Adrian here, I'll be your host. I'll be joined with my knights of the <laughs> round. We've got good old Dilsey. Yay! <laughs> We've got Rob. Oh! <laughs> and is Keith here? No. no. Keith's not here. Sorry, Keith. Um, guys. He took the night off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that'll be the last. Oh, God. That'll be the last bad pun for this That's episode. It, okay. Well, I don't know about you guys, and this is probably going against, against what Rob just said there, but podcasting can be quite hungry work. So I bought, yeah. I bought a little treat for us today. I bought a, a bisque, uh, a packet of biscuits. Can you see that, Rob? Yes, they're Garibaldi biscuits. Garibaldi biscuits. Would you like oh. a Garibaldi biscuit? I wouldn't mind a Garibaldi biscuit, actually. <laughs> well, while Dylan's, and, and even Rob, help yourself, enjoy Garibaldi biscuits, which I can't stand personally, can't stand the things. I think they're disgusting, but there you go. Just my personal opinion. So I won't be eating any Gary Bordies, but That's enjoy. Strange tangent, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the summer of 1992, or actually a few months before, I think I remember quite well, mum was, my mum came down, I think I was eating breakfast, me and my two brothers, like, oh, we've got our holiday book for the summer. I was like, oh, what's it Is it Haven Holidays? Is it Pontins? She was like, no. Butlins. She said, I'm taking you to Butlins. Oh, we love Butlins. <laughs> I've been to Butlins but once in my life in the summer of 1992. Have you guys ever been to Butlins before? No. <laughs> no. Our oh, mouths are full of biscuits. Oh. Gary Bordies, yep. Um, I've got two really big memories from my holiday at Butlins. <laughs> and my mum's probably thinking, what a waste of money if these are your two <laughs> memories. <laughs> One of them, I was, I was, wow, I couldn't believe it. This Butlins in Bognor Regis had a cinema on site. That's mad. A There's- cinema on site. That's cool. Like, I remember when I was a kid going to, like, um, a hotel and they like, had a little kid's bit at a cinema in, but, um. Well, this was a proper cinema. This is like one of the, not a huge screen cinema, one of the smallest cinemas. Yeah, there. this was also a proper cinema. Oh, alright. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, tell us about the Button Cinema. But, did your cinema show a certain film called Bill and Ted's A Bogus A Journey? Probably what? not, because I was there in the 80s, but, um. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was not released actually until early 1992. I think it, I think Butlin's co- kind of got the rights maybe a few months later to show it in their cinemas, but still, it wasn't 
on VHS quite then, was it? So I hadn't seen that film before. So I remember watching that film and, uh, yeah, it's not brilliant, is it? I think it's better than the original. Uh, oh, wow. There you go. Controversial view. I'll watch anything Bill and Ted, so. There's going to be a third one coming out. I've oh, got yeah, it here. No, I've seen the, yeah. What's the name? I've got they're it looking here. pretty old now. <laughs> um, well, I know the original concept years ago for the third film was that they were going to be going to hell. Uh, well, I've got here, it's called Bill and Ted Face the Music. I'm not mm. sure if that's... Bill, like, did he become like a massive, like, director or producer? Like, is that where he's been the last? Yeah, Alex Winter, years? um, yeah, I think he's behind the scenes now in production. Oh, yeah. But he was in a few 80s stuff. He was in yeah, Lost like, Boys. Yeah, like, the night, like, he hasn't been in, not like Keanu has stayed as an actor, no. is it? Well, few are. <laughs> few are. Um, I think there's some Bill and Ted video games, isn't there, out of interest? I've never really played them, but. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it? I'm talking rubbish, but there you go. I know there's a cartoon. But anyway, I'm not really here to talk about that film, but that's one of the big memories. Mm. The other big memory I thought was the uh, arcade at Butlins. This ain't no shabby five-year-old arcade cabinets. These <laughs> is, they had the brand spanking latest stuff in 1992. But if it had been, it had it would have stuff like Space Harrier and Hang On and stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, true. Instead, I would have taken a five-year-old arcade. But no, yeah, no, but I get it. So it's got all like the brand new. And I saw packing. games there that I'd never seen in my life. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking the latest Sega sitting cabinets. I don't know what they were back then, really. There was only one cabinet I really Vir- remember playing properly. Virtual like. Racing? Would that have been mm, around? I think mm-hmm. that was a little bit later. Was that yeah. 93? I don't, yeah. I've, I just remember thinking, wow, some of these games, this is incredible. And it's a big arcade, much better than Haven or Pontins could provide. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Whoosh. But there was one game that I, I, stood out for me. and I, I'd never heard of it before. And actually, I've only played it again quite recently. Mm. Um, and I, I, I'm sure I've kind of mentioned it earlier. In, if you can read, you know what it's about. Knights of the Round. Yep. And uh, I've got to say ahead of time, Knights of the Round is one of the few games that Adrian and I both love. There, yeah. There's been no arguments in this kind of episode. And that's where Dylan's got to argue with us. Uh, I'll, I'll argue with both of you. <laughs> now, Rob, I'll ask you about your views in a minute, but I just, I remember just thinking, what, wow. You know, and this is before I had a Mega Drive, I believe, and I was like, you know, side scroll and beat them up, so I've seen Streets of Rage and whatnot, never really played it. But Knights of the Round, obviously I played Golden Axe and the Amiga, but this was like, wow, this is amazing. The graphics were really insane, uh, free player action. Oh, and I just remember, I didn't even have to play it, I just loved watching people play it. And I remember my, my parents were like, oh, don't, don't waste your money in arcades, but, you know, I managed to get a few pounds out of them to have a go. <laughs> so out of all the arcades at Butlins, that was definitely the one I played the most. But again, I was happy just to watch people play. It was an amazing game. And it kind of, it's one of those weird arcades that I just, it stayed with me for ages. And just recently, well, I say recently, the last two or three years when I got my retro pie, whacked on MAME, played some arcades, and I was really happy to see that the arcade version was there. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Um, it was also released on another console, or I say, on another platform. Yeah, the SNES, right? The SNES, that's right. Um, what is your views, Rob? How do you remember playing this certain game? Um, well, I think, why don't you go into a little bit of, like, what the game's about for sure. anyone who hasn't played it, and then I'll probably fair. Into it afterwards. Probably fair. So, the, in Knights of the Round, you play the role of three knights from the Arthurian legends. We're talking the Knights of the Round legends. The three characters who you played, do you remember the names, Rob? Yeah, uh, Lancelot. Ooh. He prefers the word sir at the start. <laughs> Sir Lancelot. Yeah. Sorry, Sir Lancelot, King Arthur. Good. And Sir, what, um, was it Gawain, the third one? No, Smelly Old Percival. Sir Percival, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little backstory on the three characters. We'll go into a bit more detail later. So, 
When do you think this was released on the arcades? When do you think they actually made Knights of the Round? I've got the exact date here. I doubt you're going to get spot on. Um, early 90s, 91? Yeah, true. Right at the end, it was released on the 27th of November, 1991. It was not released on the snares until quite a few years later. 94, 95, wasn't yeah. it? 94, spot on, yeah. It is a 2D hack and slash size kind of beat em up. Similar to Streets of Rage, but, you know, really kind of got the golden axe kind of look and feel. Um, who created the game? Uh, Capcom, Capcom, right? Capcom, yeah, definitely. And uh, it's just, it's just it's brilliant. It's a one to three classic arcade game. I think it's a brilliant game for mates to play. And I think it's almost like good, honest, mindless fun. It's, I just love it. And I mean, I've got a, a much better detailed uh, bit of plot here. But Rob, do you want to chip in now? Now we've uh, wetted the old whistle. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, um, getting into kind of the mechanics of it, I loved this game. I think my favorite scroller and beat em up in the arcade, except for the Simpsons game. Yeah. And I just think, like, it's terrific. Like, if you haven't kind of played it, it's a kind of a, it is a bit of a ripoff of Golden Axe. Like, yeah. the three char- you have three characters and they are red, blue, green kind of color scheme. But, yeah. see what I love about this game is the feel of it. Yeah. Like, if you hit someone, it feels like you're hitting them. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't think you kind of get that in a lot of games. Like, a lot of kind of, even like the game, like, beat em up games that are fun, you don't always get that, like, feel. Like, when you're kind of, you're hitting someone with a sword, you get this really cool, like, kind yeah, of like, sword the, sound that's effect. That's the noise. And like, when you kind of, you can jump on a horse. Oh. If like, you hit, knock someone off a horse, you, we'll talk there's about like it later, this big yeah. arrow pointing to the horse, this is jump, and you can jump on the horse, and the horse is going around going, and man, good I just, sound. Yeah, and it's great. Like the mechanics oh. are really good. Just it moves so well. Mm. And um, well, I go into more of the game. I'll let you. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Though the sounds brilliant. The sound effects are great. Um, the, and yeah, the gameplay just stands out. I, I completely agree with Rob. It's a brilliant, just fun game. Um, we're going a bit more detail later about the development and so forth. But I've got the plot here. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. Oh, almost dropped on the floor. So we've got Arthur or King Arthur. Well, yeah, oh, actually, he's not a king yet, to be fair, who has been trading himself to be a great knight. He pulled out the sacred sword Excalibur from the rock. After pulling it out, Arthur realized his destiny was to become the first king of the Britons. Merlin, which, which I find a bit odd, actually, because you'd think Merlin would be one of the playable characters. He's not, sadly. He's not exactly known yeah. for his fighting skills. Well, every, well, a wizard would be pretty cool in the game, wouldn't it? But there you go. But anyway, Merlin. You get to beat up some wizards or magicians. Magicians, magicians. There's a difference. They're card tricks. <laughs> so Merlin sends Arthur and his two closest companions, Lancelot and Percival, to overthrow the evil king and to unite Britain. That's that's a sim- it's a simple plot. I'm sure there's much it more to it. It is the than plot that. of King Arthur, isn't it? <laughs> to unite nutshell. to unite the land. So it is. Um, it, 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 it is that. The gameplay. We'll talk about a bit more about the gameplay here. So it's very similar to other Capcom beat-em-ups, similar to Final Fight. Um, and actually, it's, it's very similar to a previous hack-and-slash fantasy title. Anyone know what it is, what Capcom made just before this? Again, very well-received, actually. I haven't really played hack that much. Hack-and-slash? Yeah. It's got a bit more magical elements to it, I think. S- no, Strider was Sega. Um, yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Think about Marvel vs. Capcom. Who's in that? Wait a minute, isn't the guy from Strider in that Marvel vs. Capcom? I'm not sure. I think Strider is US Gold, isn't but it? But it's not Strider, I'll tell you that for free. Mm. Hold on. Um, oh. 
Go Just, on. I can't think of it. It's on the tip of my tongue. The King of Dragons. The King, I oh, know. There they go. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, so seven stages, there's seven levels to good old Knights of the Round, and each one obviously has its own boss. And a good variety of gener- generic enemies. We'll talk about the enemies in a bit, actually. But obviously they're trying to stop your progress. Um, I have to say that when I play this game, and it's a bit, a bit naughty really me, but I played it on the Retro Pie, so I've kind of got unlimited pound coins. Just press the select, select I button. I did the same thing, man. I don't, I don't think, you know, we're, we're past it now. We don't yeah. need to put our own money into these machines. We can just enjoy the machines now. So a lot of the game, actually, you have to rely on, a, if you really wanted to play the game properly and, and try and save your pounds, you really have to take advantage of the blocking ability, which, which is about timing, really timing your uh, attack buttons carefully, which is quite, Quite unusual. So it's a bit of strategy in this game. It's not just literally hit, 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 even though the sound is brilliant. But you the, can just do that. You but can. With the blocking is... The yeah. blocking adds... So if you really wanted to play it properly and, and not waste about 100... Pretty, I suppose probably about 300 pounds amount of credits I spent. But um, the other day when I played it, yeah, something like 100 pounds would have gone into that machine. <laughs> yeah, as far I, as I, I didn't <laughs> even complete it. I know, right? Um, but the, the blocking ability takes a little time to get your head around, but it is actually quite a nice little part of the game. Um, but yeah, if you, if you get the block right, the player gains a few seconds of in, invincibility, which, which you can obviously counterattack. Um, if no one strikes the player's character while holding the block, they will tire and drop their guard, making them vulnerable to attack. So blocking is a vital, is vital in certain cases, especially with, uh, the bosses, which can be quite tough actually later on. I like the first boss. Oh yeah. It's a big knight, like, mm. Called Scorn. That's right. I've and got like, a list. Yeah. And yeah. like, if you're not hitting him, hitting him, like he'll put his arms by his side and go. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Rob's got the, the the sound effects and the voices spot on today. By the way, that is exactly it. Yeah, I like Scorn as well. He's a bit a bit arrogant though, isn't he? Yeah. You're knocking down a peg or two. I tell you that for free. Um, yeah. So there is actually a desperation attack. I like this term actually. What what what, what do I mean by desperation attack in this game? It's like kind of a frenzy thing where you just hit everything around you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an attack that if you press both, uh, the attack and jump button simultaneously. It takes off a bit of your health. You, you've got it? a bit, of, you've got a special move each, mm. but it does deplete your health a little bit. Like Streets of Rage 2. Exactly. And on the SNES version, they put it on as like one button. So it's like Streets of Rage 2, you just press the Spot button on. and you can just do it. on. And I think in a way, because I knew I got unlimited credits, I think I use these desperation attacks. Yeah, uh-huh. Almost <laughs> every other, no, I didn't, but I use them often, probably too much. Um, oh, the I love SNES version gives you a lot of credits though. Yeah, actually. When I was playing that. Yeah. Uh, I thought you have about three continues, yeah, about nine continues in it. Yeah, I actually, which, I, is, I, which is really good form actually, because yeah. Capcom could have just said, "No, we'll give no. you three continues. Three. You'll get past the first couple of stages, and then die." I, I meant to, so didn't you play both? Both uh, I have. You play both. So yeah, what's your views actually? Because I've got Rob's what, view on the game or view on the conversion. Uh, let's let's stick to the game at the moment. We'll talk about the conversion later. It's fun, I yeah. suppose. What it reminded me of is you know in Streets of Rage two. You get that big old saber off those pirates. Mm. The big sword, you mean? Yeah, or, yeah. that's it. So the cutlass, cutlass. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's a bit like that, you know, when you get that and you kind of like go around like slashing everyone up. Knights of the Round is just a game where you can just do that. Yeah, and it's one of my, my it's one of my most fun bits of Streets of Rage too. So, it, it, so it found your most funnest element in Streets of Rage and just bottled it and times it yeah. by a million. And it has got that satis- like Rob said about the collision oh. detection. It does yeah. have that kind of satisfying. You know when you're hitting things. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about this in a future podcast. But one thing I don't like about Streets of Rage three is because it's more because it's quicker and the way you throw punches, 
you don't sometimes don't feel like you're connecting yeah. with the enemies. Whereas Street Fighter Two and Knights of the Round, you really yeah. feel like you're hitting them. And I, you know, I think that that I think that's similar. There's double, a lot to be said Double Dragon was quite poor at that hit detection sometimes. Uh, and I, I quite like Double Dragon. I'm sure we're going to do a pod on that one day because I'll defend it. The but that sequels is one got of, worse. I mean, it, it, well, it just like the, the 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 longer Double Dragon went on, the worse the collision detection. I think got. also Final Fight wasn't really great for that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think. Obviously, they made Final Fight before this game. I think they took it to after the game. Yeah, they took it to another level actually. And, and I really, well, you know that Final Fight arcade satisfying. Yeah. Also, another element of the game I think we haven't quite got into. I don't know if you were going to, but the power up system. Oh, we're going to talk about the leveling up system. Yes. The leveling well, up, well, which you never seen in a beat 'em up game, really. But I know. Okay, we'll leave that for. Well, I'll just talk about the horses for a little bit, which I think are brilliant and. um I think the SNES version, the horses are in it, but not as much, because I imagine that takes a lot of memory and a lot of power. But in the, in the arcade version, it's not, I wouldn't say it's every level, but about every, I think every, maybe five levels in the game. Don't quote me on that, but there's a chance to ride a horse. I couldn't turn the horse. Well, you can. Can you? Yeah, you can, you can turn the horse. I think you have to, I think you have to always press both buttons, like the the, the desperation attack. If I'm oh, just, I might oh, be wrong, okay. but you can t- you can definitely turn the horse. Because it was ridiculous. <laughs> like get on the horse, and yeah. he's facing to the right, right. So there's all the enemies behind you, and they're on the left. Like they're behind you, but you can't turn around. <laughs> so I, I had to like moonwalk past them on the horse, and then just like you know, mm-hmm. well, slash so them up that you'd way. You'd be good at the Olympics doing the uh, equestrian, wouldn't you? Oh my bear? god, Pippa um, Final's got nothing on me. Look, everyone likes Golden Axe when you can go on your different crazy beasts and dragons. That's brilliant. But the horse, these are some big shy horses, aren't they? I like, that's amazing. You feel they, so powerful. They are big horses. Like Sunset Riders, the horses are big, but these are like big horses. But it doesn't big, seem stupid horses. big. They just seem like, yeah, these, this is a mighty steed. Yeah, the horses are big and they're square. Yeah. They do way. seem a bit roidy. <laughs> they're like, they're a bit roidy. These I just horses. love it. I think just, oh, it's brilliant when you're on a horse though. I can't, I can't explain it. It's just so, it's, it's such a good element of the game. I it's last just, about five seconds before I get knocked off it though, so I'm good. <laughs> But I think it's that's one of the elements I think makes a good game into a in, in this case a great game. There's there's a few in this game I think that really touches mm. makes it a few up, a few additional notches. Um, I've I've played it a lot recently. When I when I'm playing my retro pie, I want to play some quick arcade games uh, with, with, my, with my sons, for example. This is one of them I go to often. You know? It's easy, so easy to pick up. It I mean, is it's perfect for. It's perfect, and you know I'm playing with my son Tate, who's seven years old. But I don't think that's properly appropriate. But there's not loads of blood or anything. It's just a Hack and slash, yeah. fun. It's all yeah. Well, what what compared to what kids are exposed to these days? Well, exactly. I think, I think they're okay with a bit of pixel blood, and you know, and, be all right. And and Rob's like the setting, the medieval setting. There's always something about it I like. And I, in a way, this is a Japanese game, isn't it? You can can tell it's Japanese, but there it's obviously. They, you can see they, they took a lot of effort to try and get that sort of British feel. Yeah. So you've got that Japanese mixed with British kind of feel. It, I love it. I think it's really, really. There's not many Japanese British games, really. No. Maybe that's why it resonated with me when I first saw it. I was like, wow. This is a game set in our country. We've all heard about Excalibur. We all like knights and mm-hmm. castles and, and I, I used to visit a lot of castles growing up and I thought just playing a game in this setting was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like, obviously when I was playing it, it wasn't in this country, but, yeah. um, you know, like, I, I played the arcade game quite a lot when I was a kid. Mm. And yeah, I thought the setting was really cool. Oh, brilliant. Like, obviously, a much more exaggerated, like, setting the whole kind of Arthurian, yeah, yeah. Arthurian kind of thing. You're going through villages and, like, you got villages scurrying away, a bit like Golden Axe, but yeah. like, mm. but it felt, I don't know, it, it, the graphics are so good. Like, oh, it's so yeah. 
crisp and colourful. The it's not like grey, like Golden Axe or anything. It's, I mean, even on the SNES conversion, I yeah. think a lot of the effects and things that couldn't come across, but it just looks really, really great. It right? feels like a, a little bit similar the colour scheme to Golden Axe 2, but I think a lot better than Golden Axe 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way better. But Golden Axe on the arcade was better than Golden Axe on the Mega Drive, for example, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but there is a pretty straight conversion. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, well, we'll talk about the SNES version later, but I think the conversion is pretty good, actually. It's almost, I mean, the sprites are a little bit smaller, yeah. but it's pretty much there. And like I said, there's a few, there's a few features and things in a few the things they, they diluted a bit, but yeah, it's yeah. a good conversion, truth be told. Let's talk about the characters and the leveling up system, which I think is brilliant as well. I mean, I wasn't massive into RPGs back then, but the, the fact that you could make your characters stronger throughout the game really stood out for me as well. Yeah. You know, I love the idea that you, when you played this game with your character, you can change the look and feel of that character throughout the game. Yeah, because um, if you kind of hit certain enemies, if you hit barrels, like they uncover treasure. Yeah. You pick up the treasure, you get more points. You mm-hmm. get more points, obviously, the more people... Mm. You kill, like, you kind of beat, kill, whatever. You beat the boss, you get more. You finish the level, you get more. And, like, there are kind of, if you reach certain numbers of points, yeah. it actually says how many points are on screen. It, it tells you when, how many points to get to your next level, and yeah. Then, yeah, and then, like, you level up and your sword gets bigger and you get this flash armor. And, I don't know, like, does it make a big difference for the player? You know what? <laughs> probably not. Probably not as much as you probably should. But the fact that you can literally just, you just change, you can change on screen straight away, which I think is quite funny actually, or quite clever. So you can be wearing this, this silver armor and all, all of a sudden just change to gold. Well, what's happened? Oh, I've leveled up. <laughs> yeah, like um, you get kind of partial armor first of all, like on the shoulders yeah. or whatever, and it just gets bigger and bolder. Cool. Shall, shall I go through a little bit of each character and how they kind of level up a little bit? And, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, so we, we've got good old Arthur. The main protagonist. He's probably the most well-balanced character overall. He's quite your bog-standard, medium, around, you know, edges. He's medium speed, medium power, and he's obviously, his weapon is the sword Excalibur, of course. So his special attack is a powerful slashing blow. Um, so a good kind of, well, it's a good sort of powerful attack there. His initial armor was just chainmail and leather armor, but as you gain levels, his Excalibur sword becomes stronger, and he eventually gets more body armor, later silver, and finally gold, which is awesome. Um, Do you have a, I can't remember, does he have a cool beard? I think he has a beard actually later on, I believe you're right. And he actually, he's the best character on horseback as well, apparently. He, 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 apparently, that's pretty good, isn't it? The horses react differently to each character. So, I mean, when I play the game, I have to say, it's after subtle it's, because I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Maybe that was because why you couldn't turn around. <laughs> yeah, yeah I can't turn around the horse. <laughs> no, because, like, yeah. Lancelot's my favourite. Oh, so is he? I was like, maybe Lancelot can't turn, turn the horse around. Tell us about Lancelot. Lancelot, he's a talented swordsman, and he's been travelling all over the world to find a worthy king he should serve. But he can't turn horses around. Yeah. And a worthy king whose wife he can shag. Hey. Easy, partner. Easy. That, no, not in this game. Not in this game. <laughs> it's not implied. In the film Excalibur, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. um, what's, how does, what's Lancelot's big strength in this game? It's fast, right? The speed, yeah. He's definitely the fastest. And he has that lush uh, mane of blonde hair. Like I think g- he's got a bigger reach, actually, because I played as all three. Mm-hmm. Like, his sword seems like it goes further across the screen. He looks like he should be in poison. He's got that hair. He looks cool, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, but he, he's not the strongest, but he's definitely the fastest. And I quite like, actually, his, uh, his special attack, the jumping kick. I don't know if you tried that. Yeah. Yeah, not really a fan. No, I just stayed on the ground. <laughs> just stayed on the ground. Um, but he's got a great, what's his weapon? What's his sword? You mentioned it earlier, it's actually. Swordy Sorderson. It's, it's a, it's a saber. <laughs> it's a saber. Yeah. He's got the saber. Um, 
when you start, you wear a nice blue a tabard of yellow cross. In your eventual level ups, you again gain plate armor and a broader saber. So as you get bigger and more powerful, you get a better sword. And you just look cooler, I think, overall. Um, right. Percival. Who's old Percival then? He's like the village idiot who's a bit strong. <laughs> oh, he's like, he, is, he is burly, though. I would say he's burly. He's big burly man. I've got here, he's the son of a blacksmith, is a strong warrior with a gentle heart. He's like um, Max out of Street of Rage 2. Yeah. Doesn't like the, the game say something like, he's really well built? <laughs> yeah. He's rarely, rarely or really. No, R-E-A-L-L-Y, like... It's like, oh, he's well built. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, I, I he's remember, well built. Well, I, I saw that when we, were, I was kind of, uh, re- like doing a refresh online. Yeah. I thought, huh? You're like, oh, do you know what? You're like, Percival's the guy for me. I like this because I think the Japanese translation of this game, there's some error, there's some issues with it, and we'll talk about some of the character names later. There's really funny spelling yeah. mistakes. There's and, some really, and I adds to it in a way. Yeah. Um, I think it adds to the charm. Yeah, in a way, it's, it, yeah. All right, it is Percival. So what? He doesn't have a sword. What does he have instead? An axe, a right? Battle axe. Just like Gilius Thunderhead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's, he also he, wears green. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the strong, Capcom. by far the strongest it character. It wasn't even subtle, Capcom. I no, mean, I you know. literally just ripped off Golden Axe. Um, <laughs> exactly. He's good though. He's a good, strong character. He lacks agility. Um. But actually, I like his, he can actually dash by tapping the joystick forward twice. Um, which just, is, yeah. Just like Max from Streets of Rage. Just like yeah. Max from Streets of Rage, definitely. <laughs> He's got a giant swing as well by pressing the attack button while dashing. So it's a good little move. Um, oh, I like this. At first, Percival's blonde hair and light armor with green trousers. Eventually, I think it's the he stress. He gets all the armor and stuff. I, but I think it's the stress. He becomes bald. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even know. If you keep leveling up, you lose all your hair and you grow a big beard. Uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, so that's Dylan, really. So you're level one. You're well, luscious. I've been leveling up, I lose my hair. You had luscious blonde hair, Dylan, at one point, but oh. the levels of life have got to you. Do you remember when I tried to, when I tried to dye my hair blonde? Yeah. And it went ginger. You reminded me of Percival a little and bit. And I looked like a Duracell. <laughs> yeah. You uh, did. Good times. Um, no, I, I don't remember that. Was that, was that, that was you, you were up in Norwich, I think. I, I went, Whenever I came back to Croydon from university, you weren't here. So I remember I Keith's frosted tips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just Keith. Like, oh, Keith. Just like gonna, Casey in Dawson's Creek. Oh, oh Keith. Yeah, he's, he's not even here to defend himself. No, that's mean. But good old Percival loses all his hair, but he becomes stronger. And his armour. And, and actually, you can see his chest towards the end. I think he's got a bare chest. Yes. With, with a little bit of plate on his shoulder, I think. So basically, he goes from... Um, he goes from looking like Triple H in the 90s to Triple H today. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> Look, I love it. And actually, when I was playing the game, oh, I, was quite, I was quite proud of myself because I remember completing the game recently with my son. I was like, oh, look, I've got to level 12. I assumed maybe there was a le- level 10 might be the peak. I was like, no, you can keep leveling up. And then I watched the playthrough and I was like, actually, I'm, there's some people that got to like, what, what do you reckon level I saw some people get up to? Is it something ridiculous? Or? Well, I thought someone got to level 16. I was like, what? How is this possible? I thought I got all the treasure and, you know, I killed all the enemies. I don't understand Did they how. They cheat to get, like, more points? Like, well, maybe because it's one player and they could just take all the treasure, possibly. Yeah, it could yeah, be. Possibly. But, um, I'm not sure what the highest level is for each character. It might depend if it's one or three players, truthfully. But I got to about level 12 and I think, I assume that's the highest level. I don't know if you could, well. If my armor would get any better, if that makes sense, I reckon there's probably a cut off point. <laughs> They'll turn into Robocop at the end. <laughs> Just keep on going. Yeah. 
Yeah, wasn't there a game where you... Oh, a Moonwalker. That was level yeah. up, you turn into a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Turn, you turn into the Moonwalker robot. Yeah, you? that's definitely, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, like I said, there's seven stages, and they've got a good smorgasbord of smorgasbord. enemies. Smorgasbord! I like a smorgasbord, dude. <laughs> I love the enemies in this game. Um, we'll talk about the bosses in a minute, but do you remember some of the names for the enemies? I like the names. There's like soldier and them. magician. Yeah, there's, there's and the, soldier and magician. But then like I was watching it and there's one, his name is called Buster S or something. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh, wasn't he in Streets of Rage? <laughs> I, they could, might have lifted some from Streets Buster of Rage. Buster S. Buster yeah. S. I've got Birdman. Garcia. With the, he's like a knight with that sort of pointy beak sort of uh, mm. helmet. Oh, nice. Like the video for um, what, that Depeche Mode video in my room, I think. Okay. It's like everyone like is kind of dressing and there's like... Um, Long tunics and plague mask, like you have a big bird. That beak. sounds mad. But I don't think it was the plague. It was one mad. of those night helmets with the. Yeah, oh, not, oh, not the plague mask. Not the plague the... one. That'd be better, wouldn't it? <laughs> we've, got, we've got Fat Man made appearance as well in this game. I like this. There's a character, well, there's quite a few characters called Skywalker. Oh, yeah. Two Sky... separate words. Like, like Luke. Sorry, I'm just taking over Gary That'd be Gary Bordy. Yeah, keep it in those Gary Bordies. Yeah. Um, we've got Tall Man. Ooh, Tall Man, which is obviously a tall knight. Um, and we've got Mad Tigers. Nice. They're mad, man. The mad tigers. Um, I'll quickly go through each of the bosses. Uh, Rob mentioned the first boss, Scorn. Um, do you remember the second boss for level two? Uh, some sword dude, right? Sword dude. And I think they must have made an error of this name. It's just literally called Brafford. Brafford. Oh, yeah, Brafford. I remember Brafford. Good old Brafford. 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 Call John me... Brafford. Yeah, and a level three boss, someone called Arlon. Um, I don't remember What's that boss. Arlon like? I don't remember that boss too well, but all I, all I made a note here saying, whoa. This, when you fight level 3 boss, you notice that he's got two levels of health, two lines of health. You notice that. Later on in the game, the, the, the boss's health gets wider and wider until eventually, spoiler alert, final boss, there's two whole lines of, of wow. health. I know. Like, What is this? Like across the screen, you Across mean, the or... screen. So you have to chip away, not just one line. And I haven't really seen that before in any other games. Um, Phantom. I like this guy. He he reminds me of, um, you know, he's really fast, the fast moving sort of, the fire throwers in Streets of Rage. He looks a bit like that. And he, I think he throws... Um, I thought that was a direct rip-off yeah, of, of Street of Rage 1. And he darts yeah. around the screen. Yeah, it was literally a slightly bigger version yeah. of those. I can't remember what they're called in that game. I actually, when, when I saw that, I was like, I cannot believe they've ripped that straight off Street of Rage. I know, that was a bit of a... But, you know, there's only so many you know, different types of well, character you can have, so... Yeah, but these, he fr- these guys throw meat cleavers, I know. It's not necessarily fire torches. So there you go. Level 5 boss was called Balbars. Balbars. And he has a massive jammer. Jammer? Massive hammer, even. Jammer! <laughs> and actually, he can grab you. I like that. He can actually grab you, and I think he can squeeze you. Massive knight. I'm talking huge. Um, the penultimate boss is a, is called uh, Muramasa. Muramasa. Sounds really Japanese. Samurai. I don't know why there's a samurai in uh, in England, but there you go. He's, he's great, though. Again, that it, sounds cool. It, it was, he's cool. Have you played it through, Rob? Have you actually completed it? Um, I haven't. Um, I watched a playthrough a while back, but I didn't actually get a chance to do the full thing. Yeah. Like, just before again. Now, are you ready for the final level? Level five. I love, uh, level seven, I should say. Um, so the final level. There's a mini boss in between, actually. And it's, it looks really rude. It looks like some weird sort of torture, uh, robot thing. It's got big pink balls. They're spiked mace. What? They look really quite, it looks a bit rude, actually. What? Like, it's big contraption. I'm like, this looks like some weird, this, you have to look. You have to see it to believe it. But I'm going to take a look at this after we finish. Oh, the inc- I thought I, I thought this would be the final boss, but it wasn't. Um, Is the final boss even sexier? 
actually I've got the name of this mini boss. The, the mini boss called the Iron Golem. Um, it's kind of like a cyberpunk lobster robot thingy. Weird looking. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Cy- yeah, kind of. Maybe not cy. It, you have to cyborg. See it to- cyborg. Maybe it's some sort of robot. It's just weird. But Steam I quite punk? like it. Are you ready for the final boss? When you finally get to the final boss, have a guess what the final boss is called. You're going to have to give me some kind of clue. Well, um, what have you been eating for the last half an hour? Hitmonchan. <laughs> Garibaldi! <laughs> the, the Gary Baldy biscuit. Look, you, the final boss is called Gary Baldy. Gary Baldy. Gary, ba- <laughs> Gary Baldy. Two words. Gary, G-A-R-I, space, and Baldy, B-A-L-D-I. <laughs> Huh. I'm, eat- I'm eating him right now. He's eating Gary Baldy right now. Um, do you want to hear a bit about the Gary Baldy biscuit? A bit of history about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want. The Gary Baldy biscuit consists of currants squashed and baked between two thin oblongs of biscuit dough, a sort of currant biscuit or a sandwich. In this respect, it has elements in common with the Eccles cake. Um, who? What was the Gary Baldy biscuit named after? Um, an Italian, uh, Italian guy. Maybe I think it was one of... And I'm just taking a punt here. Yep. Um, originally, Italy was lots of different countries or lots of kind okay. of different, um, uh, I guess, like principalities or whatever. And it was one guy who united them all, who I'm th- not sure if that was Garibaldi, if Garibaldi is one of the leaders of these other kind of places, but he was something to do with that, I think. Good, good. I think you know more than me, but the, the Garibaldi biscuit was named after Giuseppe Garibaldi. Garibaldi has a one, uh, one surname, one word. An Italian general and leader of the struggle to unify in Italy. Well done, Rob. So Garibaldi made a popular visit to Sh- South Shields in England in 1854. The biscuit was first manufactured by the Bermondsey Biscuit Company, Peak Fre- Friends, in 1861. Um, in kind of tribute to this famous Italian leader. Wow. And the go. final post. And the final boss is so, a giant biscuit. So that is a giant biscuit and also the guy who, who unified Italy. So the guy who's unifying Britain is taking on the guy who's, who unified Italy. I have no, no idea. Gary Baldy. Didn't this is Arthurian times, you just have the same name. So, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm just person. trying to link it in, man. I'm just, and trying, I'm trying to get, you know. I haven't played it in, in a, I haven't played it in a while, but I have a feeling he's probably not a huge biscuit. He's either. not a huge biscuit. He's, um, he's actually a huge gold knight on a horse. And, um, like I said earlier, he's got two full life bars. So he's, 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 this is the one, an uber, uber knight, tough. And he's, one of his power ups, it just reminds me of Sonic Booms from Guile. Uh, <laughs> he literally just throws Sonic Booms across the, across the screen. It's, you know, it's a good final boss. I thought there might be a bit more to it, but that's, he looks pretty impressive. That's really interesting considering Street Fighter 2 came out the same year and was done by the same company as this game. <laughs> oh. What? That's strange, isn't that's it? That's strange. Uh, do you wish Gar- Gary Baldy was in the Street Fighter games? Can you imagine? Gary Baldy. Gary Baldy. On a horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go, guys. I've got some, um, Rob, you got anything to say before I go into some reviews and a few, a bit of feedback on the game and so forth? Uh, no, like, uh, not particularly. There's not. Well, I've said a lot. You have said a lot. No, yeah. Shall I say some Dilsey, more? Dilsey, chip in, chip Let in. Let me say some more. Uh, it's just a good game. <laughs> just a good game. It's a good game. Thanks. That was a really vital contribution. That's right. Not I, enough I, biscuits for my liking, but still pretty good. Oh yeah, good. thanks for all the biscuits, man. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's not loads of reviews for the for arcades games out there, really. But I've got a couple here. Uh, I've got one from Sinclair user. Apparently, they did a review on the arcade game. So okay. huh, maybe they should, they should stick to what they know, but there you go. Um, was it, oh, I mean, imagine if there was a Spectrum version. Could you, could you imagine? So Sinclair user in, in 1992, they gave the game 78%. They said the overall effect comes what? in a 
bit like Golden Axe. So if you like that one, now a couple of years old, then Knights of the Round is going to be your cup of tea. Otherwise, uh, give it a miss, er. Sinclair user's being pretty picky, considering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello, Sinclair user. What do you think all game guide gave this arcade version in 1998? 99%. <laughs> no, 1998. I'm yeah. saying oh. in the 70s. Lower. They gave it 60%. They said, they said ni- overall, Knights of the Round is a decent game. It will not go down in history as an important game, but it's a solid quarter muncher with some cool mythological characters. It will munch through your quarters. Sixty percent is very low for something yeah. you've called decent and good. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not happy. I've got some reviews for the SNES version, just regarding the SNES version. I played both, and um, I agree with uh, Dylan. Actually, they're quite generous. That the, the, the continues. Mm. It's. I think it's a medium difficulty sort of game in the SNES. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, you could get through. Mo- I don't think I can complete it truthfully, but mm. um, not a bad conversion at all. But I, was, I thought I might just have a check on eBay, see how much it costs. How much does it oh, cost? Yeah, yeah. If you want a full like power version, I'm talking. Uh, you know, in box. It must be really rare because it's, it is rare. I think. Well, the Japanese versions cost about fifty, sixty quid, and even what? that's unboxed possibly. But the full power version, if you want it in mint condition, you're looking at maybe upwards of two hundred pounds. Whoa! You know? So it's it's quite a rare game on the snares. On uh, it was not like it. It's not. It's not like it was towards the end of its lifetime yeah. either, because the, the NES was still going like 95, 96. It was like, yeah, 94, so it wasn't even, that's yeah. really st- staggering. Oh, I, no. I, I guess the arcade machine wasn't that, po- wasn't as popular as we thought it was over here. No. Well, I think maybe in the grand scheme of things, Knights of the Round was kind of overshadowed partially because of Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Came out around the same time. True. And I think also maybe... And Street of Rage and Final Fight, which all, it's already had console conversions. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of kind of score, that was a kind of peak era of of like scrolling beat all the Konami ones like mm. we've mentioned some of them today but also Turtles, Turtles and, and Sunset yeah. Riders and True. I just felt like it kind of got lost a little bit yeah, yeah I, uh, it's one of those games I, I played well, played a bit of Butlins and just watched it my mum was like come on we've got to go on a trip now now I'm just going to watch Nights of the Round instead uh, but I never really saw it again for many years it wasn't one of, it wasn't often in the arcades do you ever remember no you remember? maybe just maybe arcade owners over here just didn't order yeah. it like Possibly. Never, I've never seen one in the wild. I'm pretty sure I have played it, the arcade version, in the last year or two, just because yeah. um, it was an arcade bar at some point. I would love to play free player because I've, you know, I can't get my free players working on Retro Pie. So the Retro Pie will only support like two players. It's a shame because I think with free player, that'd be just insane. How good fun that would be! Just mm. a good all round game. Right, I've got some SNES reviews. You, Rob, do you have something to chip in or? No, uh, nothing important. Do you want to hear some SNES reviews of, of the on, SNES then. version? Obviously, can you imagine? We've got game players. Never heard of this magazine, but there you go. But in May 1994, they gave the game 86%. They said... Is that the German one, game players? Mo- I'll say you word for it. Yeah. They said, Knights of the Round may not quite live up to the Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fight series even, but its lush medieval setting is a welcome change from gritty urban streets. I prefer to Final Fight. The wide variety of moves at your disposal also make it exciting to play. If you've always wanted to be a knight in shining armour, here's a good place to start. <laughs> oh, good old game players. Um, electric, uh, sorry, electronic gaming monthly, the EGM. EGM, again, we know EGM. Yep. Yeah, but they were a little bit harsher, 76%. EGM. I know. They said this on. is, this is another side scrolling hack and slash medieval venture where you can choose from one or three fighters. The two player simultaneous is a big plus and the bosses are challenging. A good translation of the arcade. A tad harsh, I think then. It's a br- I think it's a great. It's almost an arcade machine on your oh, I don't know. I've got one more review. Video games and computer entertainment. 
70%. 70%. (laughs) I like to say, what? Another Final Fight clone from Capcom? Is that sarcasm there? It's not a Final Fight clone. I know. And they they said here, this one or two player medieval hack and slash has weapons and progressive experience levels, but it's essentially the same game as King of Dragons and Legend and Golden Axe and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's mean, isn't it? I've never even heard of video games and computer entertainment entertainment <laughs> i feel that if we were critics at the time we might have given it a similar kick in because of what was around well, I, d- I don't know i remember getting a solid 80 to 85 percent reviews around then because there were just so yeah. many other games of its ilk there right. were look we know there's lots of rival ones and there are a few medieval kind of fantasy based ones similar i suppose but for me it just stands out it's a nostalgia i'd say but a nice sort of game as well I think it's good fun to play, even today. Yeah, I think it's terrific. It's not the most varied game in the world, but it is a lot of fun. And when you, you know, for this kind of game, an arcade setting, that's what you want. Would I recommend spending £200 on eBay? Possibly not, but I've got a little uh, little card up my sleeve. Because on September the 13th, 2018, Capcom announced a Capcom beat-em-up bundle. And Knights of the Round was in this bundle, and it was released a week later. What was it released on? Dude? On the Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and Windows. Do you want to hear the qu- the, the complete bundle for this? That's pretty exciting, actually. Go we'll have a little it. guess, actually. What do you think they got in this beat-em-up bundle? Final Fight. Yeah. Final Fight's in there, correct? I'm guessing everything we've mentioned so far. Most. Uh, some of them, actually. Yeah, so we mentioned King of Dragons. That's in there. Obviously, Knights of the Round. There's four other games. So you get seven in total. Captain Commando. Can't uh, say I've heard of it. He's that's characters in Marvel Capcom, but I've never heard of uh, his actual game. Oh, I don't know that. That's Night Night One game they put in. And, um, Warriors of Fate, which mm. I I haven't really I've seen pictures. Looks pretty good. That came out a year after Night's Around. Then we've got these are all arcade games. All arcade games, yeah. The, the, apparently these are all conversions of arcades. So they might some of, some have been converted to consoles, but okay. this bundle is all arcades. And we've got Armored Warriors, uh, and finally Battle Circuit. Uh? I know. Look, it could be worth picking up if you see it cheap, possibly. <laughs> a Capcom bundle on PS4, cheap. I don't think so, man. <laughs> Good luck with that. They're going to charge you like at least 15 quid for that. I don't know. Well, I'm quite happy just stick on me old Raspberry Pi over there. and True, that. true that, true that. Look, that's me done, really. Have you got like an overall view, a, a final statement, Rob, or Dilsey, before we wrap this up? I'll be honest, when I first started playing it... yeah. I thought, why is Adrian doing a podcast on this? I actually, you know, <laughs> you're, you're almost going to ring me up and say, stop, what are you doing? Are you I was even- like, what are you doing? Man, this is just like your standard, your golden axe, your whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? But then the more I played it, mm. I was like, oh, it was like that, that kind of like that, that light bulb moment. I was like, oh, I see this now. There is, yeah. little, there it's- are little hints. Yeah, because it looks good, and I think you're right. The first level doesn't really stand out that much, but the further you get into the game, and you, when you start, no, it's it weird up, how that that mm. first that first sort of cut of the level is so quick. Yeah, Do you know, like when he goes and he goes to the edge of the the cliff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. but I just the more I played, I was like, I said to Adrian, I played this game. I just keep on grudgingly, but you know, begrudgingly, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I've just kind of got suckered. You know, I was, you know, spent a solid hour playing it put a hundred pounds into it <laughs> so yeah it has that kind of addictive i can you know, i'd like to play it co-op yeah it's, it's really fun playing with with, with with people actually i think it adds to the game the mm. co-op bit of it yeah i think we need to find an arcade and i think all three of us need to play co-op yeah yeah yep. if anyone knows if there's any knocking about in the uk we'll have to get our our arcade guys t- uh to to find a machine just so we can that's right solve it. But. look 
play it if you can. You know, there's a bundle out there now. It could be worth picking up if you see it cheap. You know, let me know what you think about it. It's a great game. Yeah. It's just fun. It's just a fun game. So look, enjoy nights of the round and I'll see you around. Have a good night. (laughs) Have a good night. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow82, and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top tens, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.